Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our worship service at the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, on July 24th, 2022. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship. Uh, Joanna's thinking, well, I should be doing something. Yeah, here we go. This is the day that the Lord has made. I can't falter because last week I even forgot to do one of them that she had up there. So we're learning it. We're learning it. I'm wanting you to be more uh, interactive in worship. And so this is the very first one. Next week, we're going to pop it up there before we need to say it. We're worshiping online and in person. We are glad that you have chosen to worship with us, our family of faith at our church. Uh, mass are recommended, but they're not required. We don't know what's going to be happening in L.A. County or Ventura County soon, but maybe the, the caseload is going down. We're hopeful that, that things are, are being managed, but we encourage you to be as cautious as you feel is necessary for your own health and to feel comfortable with that and to be courteous to one another about one another's sense of health safety as we gather together. The altar flowers are given by Jenny Lee. Thank you, Jenny, for the flowers, uh, remembering uh, in honor and memorial, actually, of her father. Uh, we're thankful for that. Uh, we have some people that are moving away. Again, we learn of another one, Nadine, and she's here with us this morning. Nadine, just stand up so we can all say, oh, we're gonna miss you. She's been with us for decades, for decades, so it, it's going to be a, a sad occasion for, for you to relocate up north, I guess, with, with family, but we hope, uh, those of us who are uh, very close to you, hope that uh, we will see you again as often as, as possible. Pizzazz begins this week. It's a program for, for youngsters that's in the mornings, and we need some of your help, um, to set the chancel area uh, after worship. If you have a, a strong back and can give Gloria a minute to help open up this space, uh, we all would appreciate that. The Micah Bible study on violence and our uh, possible faith response to that violence starts this next Sunday at 4 p.m. through Zoom. It's a three-week study. We hope that you'll be able to uh, make some time to be a part of that and think through uh, what might be our faith tradition or your position on how to respond to the violence that is just uh, running wild in our world. Surely this is not the way God wants us to be. How will we change this? How can we change this? Well, Micah has some good words of faith to give us motivation to try to be of uh, a change agent in that. And so um, you are invited to be a part of that Bible study led by our uh, Church and Society Committee to, to take a look at that. Today in worship, we are continuing with our summon ser sermon series that is focusing on our hymns and how those hymns communicate our faith. And today we are looking at the second person of the Trinity, Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. So let us now center ourselves and be about worship. We have come to worship the Lord. 
stand for the call to worship and remain standing for the hymn afterwards. Come, brothers and sisters, let us worship the Lord our God. We sing our praises and honor the redemptive power of God that comes to us through Christ Jesus. Thanks be, the, be to the Lord of life who makes all things new and opens up possibilities upon possibilities. Let us worship the Lord our God. be upon us in this time of worship, that our lives might be bent to your will and nourished by your loving grace. Amen. It's Pastor Christy here, and I am sitting where we normally would be together, but this Sunday I am at Thousand Oaks and meeting new friends there and seeing what happens throughout the Connect. So in a couple of weeks, I will be back with you, 
but I wanted to come to our spot together to talk to you about kind of a big word, and you will be learning a little bit more about it in Sunday school, but this word is confession. What do you think it means to confess something? Well, it could be saying, hey mom, I broke your favorite vase, or mom, I hit my brother or sister. But confession is so much more than that. And in the Psalms, we talk about confessing to God, giving God the honor, the glory, the praise, and even be able to sing what's in our hearts that are hurting or sad. Some people use a rail, like our kneeling rail, to kneel in contemplative prayer. And contemplative prayer is just being in silence and being with God and hearing God's voice. Some people go out and walk a labyrinth and they just, again, are spending time. Sometimes they're out in nature, like the picture I'm showing you now. But confessing isn't always about what we've done bad. Sometimes it can be confessing our love and our honor and our glory for our families, our church family, and most importantly to God. So as we settle down and get ready to go to class, let us pray a prayer of confession. Dear God, I thank you so much today for all that you've given us. Sometimes, Lord, I might be kind of grumpy or I might have taken something that belonged to my brother or my sister, or I might have just been sad. And Lord, I'm so glad that you love me no matter what. So today is a joyful day as we celebrate your name. So be with us, God, from our yesterdays to our tomorrows, and most especially today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us center ourselves and go to God in prayer. Holy God, we pray that you would hear the stirrings of our spirits, the yearnings of our minds, and the hopes of our hearts as we join with one another in prayer this morning. We need your touch made real in our lives to give us strength and courage, healing and renewed life. And so we begin by thinking truthfully about ourselves, about how we perhaps have been less than you would have wished us to be, how, how perhaps we have said things or done things that do not reflect your love and your grace in our lives. We pray that you would Hear our words of confession.
May your grace wash us clean and strengthen our resolve to walk better in your love hereafter. We ask your help in our lives with the many concerns of our daily comings and going. And we pray for those around us who are struggling with various illnesses or, or difficulties. Particularly this morning, again, we think of Kathy Drake and her husband, Ken, Bill Nodoff and Bill Kahn, all those who are dealing with the effects of cancer and of cancer treatments in their lives. And we pray that they would progress towards health and wholeness. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For the Riveras, Evelyn Rogers, Mary Nolan, and Dick Thomas as they deal with their ongoing health challenges. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For little baby Era Servan Harrell, the daughter of Michelle and, and granddaughter of Yvonne and Fred Cunningham, who was born prematurely last weekend. May she and her mother continue healing and improving and doing well. May that miracle of life assert itself in this young infant. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Sulin Harwig as she recovers from her back surgery. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Cindy Lampe's niece who recently passed away, leaving a young father and a six-year-old child. We pray for that family and all who are grieving her niece's passing. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For those suffering from COVID, we think of Margie Price, uh, my son Stuart and his wife Sarah, uh, Hody Hazard. We pray for their well-being, their healing. We pray for their caregivers and all the medical profession, professionals who are gathering around people who are suffering this disease. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of those among us who are relocating. We pray for their safe travels. We pray for this safe transition. We pray that this may be a moment of, of change, yes, of growth, of, of newness in their lives, which is of goodness and positiveness to them. We think of Fred and Yvonne. We think of Ken and Janine Dickey. And we think uh, today of Nadine. Uh, bless them on their journeys and as they start this new stage of their lives. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we think of other people and situations that come to our mind that we lift up privately in our thoughts.
come into these lives, Lord God, in a powerful way that helps them, these folk in these situations, to seek resolution, improvement. May they know your support and your healing power. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And we think of those who have shared with us experiences of joy. We think of, of Jeff and Christy Smith, Pastor Christy, and her husband as uh, they celebrate their 29th wedding anniversary. We think of Shinuki Stanislaus and her family who have returned safely from Sri Lanka and they celebrate the continued improvement of, of the mom from cancer surgery. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for our church community as it continues in its ministries through these times and all of the challenges that beset us. Turn them into opportunities of growth, of discipleship, of celebrating and witnessing to your power and your love. Help us to be effective and vital to your purposes, Lord God. We pray this in the name of Christ Jesus, joining together in the prayer he taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
glittering clown on my Our scripture reading this morning is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we uh, prepare for the sermon, I invite you to share with me in our prayer for illumination. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Now, we've said that before, haven't we? Something like that, right? Do you, uh, do you get those words? I'm a little spooked by them. And I asked myself, did I really mean to say what I just said? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to God. I love that Paul encourages us to have the mind of Christ, that we're seeking after the mind of Christ. We're trying to find a way to have the thoughts of Christ, the sensibilities of Christ be our thoughts, be our sensibilities, be the things that we notice as if we are 
the Christ. Now, none of us are going to pretend to actually be the Christ, are we? But as disciples of Christ, we're seeking as best we possibly can to have that mind of our Lord and Savior, to notice what Christ would notice, to think what Christ would think. So who is this Christ? Who, who, who would we say such a thing about? Well, our hymns give us some clues about who this Christ Jesus is. And today in this sermon time, we're going to have the fun, I hope, being choral kind of people to dig into these hymns and to hear what other uh, lyricists, other biblical witnesses have shared with us as to what they think is key about Jesus. And I ask you, as we go through this exercise, for you to be thinking, well, what is it about Jesus that gets my attention? Is it that he's the eternally begotten of God? God from God, light from light, true God from true light. Is that the thing that excites you, the Nicene Creed, this archaic language? Or is it something else? That when you feel that all is just crumbling around you and you feel like you no longer have the strength to hold up the world, you can set yourself back into the embrace of Christ Jesus and be nurtured and be healed. Even though you might be a little uncertain what true God from true God really means or begotten, not made, really means. You know there is a bomb in Gilead which heals the sin-sick soul. So you'll recall that at Christmas time we tried to give voice to the Nicene Creed and thankfully People's excitement about Christmas is so overwhelming that they are willing to stumble through uh, 16th century old language about who Jesus is. I invite you, turn in your hymnals. You might want to pick up your hymnals, but if, you're, if you've gotten so uh, over these two years of not being hymnal-based, uh, Joanna will have them up on the screen, thank the George, uh, Gloria's work of of getting the hymns. Oh, come all ye faithful. Let's just sing that verse too and remind ourselves of how you actually can put sophisticated theology into a lyric with a melody that gets people to sing. Of true God. 
is at stake here is keeping the unity of God, keeping the unity of God in the Trinity, avoiding polytheism. Fully God, we assert about Christ Jesus. From before creation, we say. Yet also, somehow, miraculously, mysteriously, fully human. And we get a great taste of that humanity as we celebrate his birth. On page 235, just the next page from O Come All Ye Faithful, Rockabye, my dear little boy. A song that Mary perhaps would sing or each mother sings. Let us sing, verse one. Also, in the lineage of David, the heir of David, as the Messiah should be. In hymn 211, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, we, we get a lot of great verses that highlight these credentials, you might say, of, of Christ Jesus. And, and when you get a chance to look at that hymn, you want to look at verse 4 and 5, which which lift up images of Jesse's root and how Jesus is believed to be the heir of David. Our carol on page 203 gives straight out word to this affirmation about Jesus. And I invite us to sing verse 1 of page 203. <laughs> Oh, 
that hymn verse harkens back to what you heard Katie reading in our scripture this morning about the sovereignty and the reign of Christ, cosmically and specifically terrestrially, um, among us here in human form, in human life, with the human challenges and dilemmas. After we get a sense of the nature of of Christ Jesus as the second person in the Trinity, the divine, the human, the, the messianic lineage of Jesus. Let's take a moment or two to explore the purpose of that, of this expression, of this manifestation of God for us. And the second half of the verse that we just sang offers some thoughts as to the, as to the purpose of the incarnation. Did you hear it? Did, you, did it catch your attention as you were singing it? He comes to break oppression, to set the captive free, to take away transgression and rule in equity. Now, when you sing that at Christmas time, you're referring to his, his birth time the dawning, the inbreaking of Jesus at that time. But, but surely you have got to realize and hold dear to your heart that you are singing about now, with us, for you. He comes to break oppression, to set the captive free, to take away your transgression to rule in equity. We learn about Jesus by listening to his stories, by, by listening to what the people who lived with him and lived soon after him remember about what other people said or what they saw and witnessed him saying, doing, acting, the effect he had on people. Hymn number 277, Tell Me the Stories of Jesus, puts us in the right frame of mind for what I'm talking about. Let's sing verse 1. shouldn't be surprised that the stories of Jesus have, have captured the attention of people writing hymns for, for centuries. We have stories of healings, and a great example of that is when Jesus, the healer, passed through Galilee. We have stories of, of miracles in our hymns. Christ upon the mountain peak is, is one of the glorious ones of those. Stories of teaching, 
There is a melody within my heart. Yet the biggest story of all about Jesus and shaping our understanding of Jesus is the story of his passion and his resurrection. His triumphant entrance into Jerusalem. We started singing this. If you, if you were in the church, you started singing this as early as you could start singing. Hosanna, loud Hosanna. I guess I've sung that some, I don't know, I don't want to confess how many years. Many a year. How many years, Nancy, have accumulated around my waist? I don't know. Go to dark Gethsemane. Were you there? Were you there? And then hymn 287. O love divine, what hast thou done? Let's turn to verse 1 and sing. resurrection and, and subsequent appearances. For all the years of my ministries, some 40 years now, my congregations have sung, Christ the Lord is risen today as the first hymn of Easter. There's something incredibly glorious about that and, and just touching for me to have that be what's sung and sung throughout all of my ministry. I hope you've enjoyed singing that hymn as well so often on, on Easter morning. But let's turn to hymn 310. Uh, it's called He Lives. And see what it says. Let's, let's sing verse 1.
is a mystery. It is a mystery. It is a, it is a leap of faith for those of us who embrace it. Yet we have the assurance of it from the effect of the living Lord upon our lives. The witness of those early apostles and those followers, the witness of, of you and, and me, to how life is altered, how life is made anew, how it seems as if he walks with us along the narrow He has risen and he has altered the world, affecting those who are open to that reality. Jesus lives on and, and touches us. So many people love this hymn, 314, in the garden. Let's sing verse 1. time, a, a couple decades in which that was not in our hymnal. Is my memory right on that? It was too sentimental. We were coming out of the 60s. We were healing the world's prejudices and wrongs, and the action of faith was in the streets, not in the prayer chapel, not alone in the garden. But we came to realize that to work for the way of Christ in community meant we also needed to experience the way of Christ in contemplative 
individual moments of grace. That to walk with each other in faith, we needed to walk alone with God in faith. And that they both informed each other. And those precious moments of solitude with your Savior is what made it possible to be in community for your Savior. It's good that it's in the hymnal. Let's go to hymn 382. Jesus lives and he not only touches us, but he changes us. lives on and touches us. Jesus changes us, so we pray, and Jesus motivates us. Hymn 463, Lord, speak to me. Let's sing verse 1. for that sensibility and for that empowerment. Jesus has ascended and is seated at the right hand so that hymn that was in our scripture acclaims for us. Jesus rules now and Jesus rules forever. Find him 327. Find him 327 in your hymnal. Crown him with many crowns. And let's sing verse 1. Again in him on page 154, all hail the power of Jesus' name. Let's sing verse 1. 
So there is a, a power in Jesus' name. Now for, for all and for all who would, would call upon him. And so we're going to close with this simple, uh, this simple hymn. It's page 171. There's something about that name. It's simple, it's sweet, it's easy to learn, and it's good to take away with you. Let's sing. join our spirits again in that prayer I shared with you last week. Glorious God, glorious God, source of joy and righteousness. Enable us as redeemed and forgiven children evermore to rejoice in singing your praises. Grant that what we sing with our lips we may believe in our hearts and what we believe in our hearts we may practice in our lives so that being doers of the word and not hearers only we may receive everlasting life and be a part of your transformation of this world through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I want to invite John Shehorn to come up. You know that he's the chairperson of our finance committee. Uh, he's also the head of our men's ministry. He's also our representative, the GQ magazine. <laughs> he is always good looking and passionate about the church family. And he's got just a word, a quick word for us today as we come to the halfway mark of our year of ministry and stewardship. Thank you, John. Good morning. I'm one of the many church members with the privilege of helping the church manage its finances. Before talking of money, 
I want to thank everyone who contributes their time and gifts to our church, especially the 85 pledge units who are the bedrock on which our church stands. I chair our finance committee, as Walt says, we have nine people who make financial recommendations to church council. Our committee's goal, to ensure financial vitality so we may can maintain our wonderful church property, our pastors, our staff, our vibrant music program, and support the many charities and mission work in our community. Many people play important roles in managing our church finances, and today I want to recognize some of them. Walt, for your guidance, patience, and expertise in church finance, Vinia Pavlath is our church business manager. She pays the bills, manages our vendors, and is a member of the finance committee. Agnes Doherty is also part of our committee, but as the financial secretary, she has the key role in recording all donations, contributions, pledges, and she also prepares key budget reports. Leroy Friel is our church treasurer. For over 40 years, Leroy has professionally managed the church books, processed our payroll, and saved us thousands of dollars and managed our risks. Leroy is also a member of the Finance Committee, whose other members that I haven't mentioned include Greg Stewart, John Elginer, Carrie Jackson-Lewis, and Charlie Pember. Thank you for your service. If you have expertise in finance, you're always welcome to join the Finance Committee. Just reach out to Vinia, myself, and just let us know. The pandemic a shrinking church membership, the lack of family attendance has negatively impacted our church finances since, since 2019. Yet our member giving truly re reflects God's abundance. And today, I can give you some good news. Our 2022 finances should be balanced at year end except for one item, our lack of apportionment giving. We have only received $5,000 to date, and last year we paid 47,000. So please give two apportionments for the balance of the year, but of course continue your generous gifts to our church operations and the missions. The special government programs such as the PPP, Disaster Loans, the Pastoral Fund, Conejo Connect, and our church office staff cutting, they've done a great job of doing that, by the way, has helped us through both 2021 and 2022. Walt has also applied the $60,000 pastoral discretionary fund to help us fund our church this year. So what about next year? Our initial 2023 forecast forecasts 
a $150,000 deficit. But we are very conservative, and 50,000 of that is apportionments. We feel confident that our 2023 stewardship campaign that starts in October will be a huge success. We believe we will add many new pledgers this year and new members in 2023. For over 50 years, I have watched our small church on the corner do good for its members and our community. All who hear my message know that worship, service, and giving are the foundation of our Methodist faith. And now it is time for giving. Thank you. And now you are invited to share of your financial resources via the instruction that will appear on the, scre on the screen to help support the ministries of Christ that happen throughout our congregation. Your generosity is needed to keep us going, to keep us doing the good we do. And don't discount any small amount that you're able to give. So give generously and be a part of what happens in people's lives through the congregation of the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village.
God, we ask that you bless these gifts and those who have given them, that ministries in your Son's spirit might prosper and your kingdom might indeed come here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. has been a blessing to you. As you go about your lives this week, think about God, how it is you experience God through Christ Jesus, and offer words of thanks and praise for, for this redemptive power in your life that has the possibility to make all things new for you. Claim it and live into it. Seek the mind of Christ and grow into it. Let the work of the Spirit be a part of your life. May it go with you and may it go with one another, making this a great week. Stay safe, be healthy, know that you are loved. We go in God's spirit of peace and justice. 
letting love lead. Be blessed and be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Christ now calls.